Hi, this is Vanessa. And this is Yuki Lynn. And you're listening to Two Moms Don't Make a Right. Hey, Vanessa, what's in your cup? A $2 McCafe iced caramel coffee from McDonald's. $2. I live by those. I do. What's in your cup? Kombucha? Or in your, in your plastic bottle? There. It's not plastic. It's glass. Oh, fancy. <laughs> it's better for you. It doesn't have that plasticky taste. It's um, Synergy Organic Kombucha. It's Kim- the trilogy flavor. I don't. I don't know. I don't ever know if I say it right. Is it kombucha? I don't kombucha? know. I don't, I don't drink it, so I don't even know. But I believe whatever you say it is, it probably is. No. Renew, rebalance, rebuild, reclaim, rekindle, recharge. Oh, my God. Yeah. I need all those things in my life. <laughs> I, I better get one of those it's bad like boys. enlightened. It's for everyone everywhere. What does it taste like? Um, it tastes like vinegary Never mind. fruit juice. I'm good. It's good. It has a little... It, they say it has like a trace amount of alcohol, just like orange juice or something, but... Alcohol? There's alcohol in orange juice? Yeah, it's fermented. All this time I haven't been... Oh my, I'm far behind. See, when I have orange juice with alcohol, it's usually vodka. <laughs> I can't lie. But if you're saying the orange juice has vodka or alcohol in it, I'm it, down. I don't know how... It's like trace amounts. Maybe you'd have to... Maybe if you drank like gallons of orange juice you might get a little buzz or something I don't know I don't know but you know you're supposed to drink in the morning to help yourself like in the morning get your system going you should be drinking a tablespoon of apple cider with room temperature water actually I do that and then you drink kombucha (laughs) yeah well no you're trying to flush out everything (laughs) I drink um I drink a glass, like a big glass of water with apple cider vinegar, and then I have coffee. But see, that's not good for your teeth, so I hope you're drinking it with a straw. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 You're supposed to drink it. See, I was getting all into it and doing it every single day, and then some lady told me, well, you have really beautiful teeth, but you're going to rot out your teeth because the vinegar starts taking the enamel off your teeth. And I was like, (gasps) and then I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to being fat again because this um, being healthy stuff is going (sighs) to kill my looks. I'm just kidding. But no, yeah, you're supposed to drink apple cider vinegar with a straw. Oh, well, you're not supposed to a paper straw, though. Yeah. Or the metal. You're not supposed to drink. um, Use straws. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Well, now, you know, (laughs) know. just keep drinking the kombuchas right out of that glass bottle. You should be good. It's 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 good. It's good. So um, this is Vanessa and Yuki Lynn, and this is our very first podcast episode. I know. I'm so excited. This has been what, like something we've been talking about for a while and we've been best friends for how long? Ugh. 26 years yeah yeah oh my gosh that's (laughs) like more than half my life I know some people aren't even way more half my life I'm excited to finally work with my BFF I know some people aren't even 26 years old I know I mean some people I don't know them but they I mean (laughs) I do I know my toddler I don't know like young people but um they um so we Vanessa and I are always like joking and stuff and we used to not run the mile in PE. We would just sit there and talk about well, what grade events. did we meet each other in? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, they try to make you run a mile in sixth grade. That is not my cool. kids complain about having to run the mile every day when they come home, and I ask them why do they smell, <laughs> <laughs> and they say today was the mile, and I ought to be like, well, what, what, what does that consist of? Well, I ran the mile in ten minutes, and I'm like, Whoa. oh, that sounds like good, Awful. and they'll be like, that's bad. You're supposed to do it in this much what? time. Yes. That's crazy. It's running. I mean, all I remember is us talking. I know. We just talked, and the PE teachers hated us because we'd be like, So, what'd you watch on TV last night? But I I had such a crush on our PE teacher in sixth grade. I thought he was so handsome. I forgot what his name was. Mr. Underwood? 
Never. No, he was eighth grade. He was gross. Oh no, he no, was so it cute. was. He was like twenty five. Remember? Oh, that's who it was. Mr. Underwood. It was He's Mr. 20. Underwood. He was, yes, he was twenty five, and he was so he, he was had so dreamy sweet. eyes, and I know. he was sweet. Yeah, yeah, I know. He was a sweetheart. I liked him. They um, but so. And then we crushed it at our friend's um, wedding with our speech. Shout out to Alicia in Nashville. I mean, we had a really good um, speech because we're speaking from the heart and she's awesome. But we kind of killed it. Yeah. That's when we decided, you know what? Let's take the show onto the road. On the road. Our first podcast. Because we realize that we vibe well and um, a lot of people feel our energy. Yeah. And you know when you have a friendship with somebody that you don't have to try, you could just talk and they know you. And you don't have to talk every day because you live a busy life. Because I'm a mom of two teenage kids and Yuki Lin, you're a mom of... A toddler and a five-month-old. And we're both the same age. So how old are we, Yuki Lin? Do we want to say... Oh, yeah. I'm 36. I'm 36. We're two days apart. Yes. So we're the same age. 1982. 1982. Yeah, she reminds me all the time. Um, I still think that's young. But we are so different. We grew up in the same place. Grew up in the same city. Um, we grew up in different types of households. Yeah. We, I was, my parents are still married. They've been married for um, over 40 years. And my parents are still divorced. <laughs> yes <laughs> and they got divorced when how, how old were you 12 12 13 and that was about the summer after we had already met we met I yeah. think when we were like 10, 11 yeah and then that summer our, yeah. your parents got divorced yeah and then we um we're the biggest thing that I think makes us really different moms is we had babies at really different times exactly you got married when you were 21 I got married when I was 21. And I got yes, married when I was 31. And I got divorced when I was 29. Yeah. So when I'm 39, I... I no, no, okay. no. You're going to have been married forever. So, love and happiness. Love and happiness. But we're, it's just like, it's just so different. Our lives just took different paths. Mm-hmm. But... But we, our friendship never did. It never did. And it's like this thing where people are like, find your tribe. Find the moms that do it like you do it. It's like... No moms do it like anybody does it. And then if you try to do that, you're going to be like, it's like junior high. It's like, oh my God, I'm so insecure. I'm a mom and I'm not doing this right. Well, I better fake it so I could be like this mom because they seem cool and confident and they know what they're doing. But really, I feel like everyone's doing it their own way. And if you try to do it differently, you're, you're faking it. I do it my own way by the minute. It is not even by... Any book I read or anything I see, I mother by how I feel. And that is different because I'm a woman. So our hormones change and my poor children have to deal with my different type of mothering. But what they do know and what they do have consistent is my love and my time. And I won't lie. They don't always have my patience, (laughs) but That's why being a mother in your early 20s is completely different than being a mother in your 30s. I couldn't imagine being a mom in my 20s. I was so wild. I had my uh, firstborn, my daughter, Bianca. I had her when I turned 23 because she was born two months after my 23rd birthday. So 
I became legal to drink when I was 21 and I got married that year. And then when I was 22, I got pregnant. One and then drinking. <laughs> I gave birth to my daughter right as I was getting into my early 20s and figuring out who I even was. I didn't even know. But I was a mother. That's what I did know is that I was about to be a mom. Then I had my second child. I know all you guys better hold your breath. No, say it. Say it. It's important. I had my second, my son, my little love bug. I had him exactly 10 months after I had my daughter. Yes, I know. I know. Don't judge me. People. Okay. Yeah. No, the size, not for judgment. It's just like, oh my God. Two yes. Babies. It was crazy. Totally. Both were totally unexpected, but totally the loves of my life. But yes, I'm have one of those moms that has Irish twins. That's what they call them. I have a 13-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. And in the month of October, they're both the same age. And when they turned about nine, they discovered <laughs> they discovered that their mom was either a freak or <laughs> she was crazy because she they were both the same age. And they said, Mom, we're both nine. How did that happen? And then um, I had to tell them that me and their dad loved each other a lot. A lot. And that we hugged because we were so happy <laughs> that we had both of them. But Aww. now that they're going into their teenage years, they realize that the mama was just, um, a, you know, didn't didn't take all the precautions to not have a second one so quick. But I love it and I wouldn't change it. And you, though, how old were you when you had your um, your first? I was 30. I was 33 when I had my first baby. And then... Five days later, I turned 34, and then I was 36 when I had my second baby. And how does that feel? You know, I feel tired a lot. I mean, and I don't have, I definitely do not have as much energy as I did when I, in my 20s. My 20s, I would like, you know, drink all night, work all day, puff up, and like do all this stuff and never stop. I don't know if that is like But let me tell you thing. something. For somebody who had kids in their 20s, I couldn't drink all day, pop all night. I couldn't do all that stuff. So because what? being a mom in yeah. general takes that energy from you. It doesn't you matter tired if you're in, in your, your 20s, 20s or in your 30s. So it's a, so I don't know, like... I was exhausted because exa I had two little kids. Yeah, how are people not tired? I mean, I'm like, when I drink coffee, I'm like, woohoo, everything. I can do anything. Or if you get a lot of sleep one night, you're like, oh my God. I oh yeah, like, I slept, oh my God, I slept a whole eight hours. Yeah, it's like, you know? throw throw something at me yeah. I can I can save the world I'm about to run 15 errands today um no but I I wouldn't say in your 20s that I was less tired than I would be in my 30s I think yes maybe in my 30s I would probably be a little bit more tired than I was in my 20s but um it was a different type of feeling like I felt like I was missing out on a lot of things though. well because nobody like prepares you there's no way to like train even if you babysit or have younger siblings it's like it's not like and I didn't even like kids you didn't I did not I didn't know that I didn't like kids I just thought they were annoying and then I was having one they um and then what about your birth how was your births with both your babies um well I was because I was young, I thought like, oh, it's going to be easy. It's going to be so easy. But with my daughter, um, I actually was living in Las Vegas at the time. And but I'm from California. 
and I wanted to, I was homesick. I guess when you're pregnant, you're even more homesick because I was by myself in Las Vegas with my husband at the time. So I decided to take a trip to California the week. Well, I thought my daughter wasn't due until the end of November. So I came down for Halloween. And um, at that time, I started noticing that I was like leaking, but I couldn't tell. I thought I just had was like I had to use a pee on myself. You know, the baby's heavy. Yeah. But um, it was doing it for days and days. And then finally, I made it back to Las Vegas. I had an ultrasound appointment and they realized that I was leaking amniotic fluid the whole time. And so they had to rush me in to have her. And, um, so I think that due to that type of getting forced into delivery made the delivery so much more difficult. Cause it, didn't, I was in labor for 26 hours with her and I had back labor, which I know most of you women will understand that that feels like horrific and, um, having all that pain on your lower back. So yes, I got two epidurals cause the first one didn't take. So I got a second epidural and by the time the second epidural hit, I was already seven uh, dilated set seven centimeters. And then I didn't feel it until she came out and um, it was pretty good. That sounds that doesn't sound actually. No, it's like you it, went in, it was went like, in, went out. And then so I thought when I got pregnant with my son, well, shoot, since I'm so good at this, yeah. I could just do this again. It'll be yeah. exactly the same. Pop them out. Yeah. Pop them out like they know they they already know the tunnel. <laughs> they know yeah. their way out. The tunnel's already there. It didn't, you know, close yeah. up. It just had one come out 10 months before. Yeah. But um, my son's delivery was a lot more difficult. Um, he was bigger. He uh, my body didn't heal because I got pregnant six weeks after I got pregnant. I mean, giving birth to my daughter, I got pregnant with my son. So women, you guys know that after you are pregnant and after you have a baby, the baby sucks everything out of your life. Like they suck everything out of your body. And well, then I got pregnant six weeks later. So my body hadn't like replenished itself. It hadn't healed. And so my son started sucking everything out of my life. So when I went into labor, I didn't realize I was so bad, um, anemic, and uh, my blood count was at a four, which it should be at like a 12 or a 13 when you are pregnant, even a 14. And my blood count was at a four. So they were really concerned and uh, got blood transfusions. And how many blood transfusions did you get? I got six bags of blood before I went into labor. And then I lost um, enough that they had to give me four more bags after I gave birth to him. Oh, my God. And so, um, yeah, it wasn't the most pleasant. I had an anxiety attack while in labor, which was bad. Um, but I was blessed because I had amazing nurses there that were holding my hand. I had my mother. Um, if you guys know, you never stop being a mom ever. So my mom was a super mom for Shout me. Shout out to Laura Soto. Shout out mom. She was right there holding my hand, supporting me, um, in the bed, telling me I could do it. And so was my baby daddy, but that's whatever. It was more my mom that I knew I, you become like a child again. I was crying out mommy and my mom was holding Aww. me and we brought out my son together. I felt like, and I did it and it was hard, but I wouldn't do it again. 
<laughs> yeah, it was hard, but I do it all over again. Yeah, but I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I I, it's good. We're going on 13 years with uh, not doing it again. What and do I'm they say? It. They're like, once you see that baby, forget all the pain. And I was just thinking when I had my first baby, it was like, she's going to be an only child. Well, how did you have your children? Let everybody know what a G you really are. Well, I am from Moreno Valley. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's, I'll tell you. she's either crazy, a hippie, or a G. It's for you guys to decide because her yeah. story is nuts. So I had both of my babies at home. Crazy. My first baby. I mean, technical labor, I guess, like from contractions to when the baby came out was like 57 hours. 57. But they say that was a whole weekend. They say active labor was like, you know, 20 something hours. That's from like when I was like dilated, like five or six on. And <laughs> that is insanity. You know, I don't like pain. OK, I I your story I, doesn't sound like it. I just like it. I didn't I don't know. I just wanted to have a natural birth and. It's not like I wanted to like wanted that my whole life, but I just kept running into people that had really positive home birth or birthing experience or birthing center experiences. And so I was like, oh, look into that. And then I kept people do you hang out with? Because just people randomly people that I talk to all (laughs) give birth in the hospital. Well, it was just like randomly. I swear it was like we were um, in a hot tub at this place called El Capitan Canyon. And they had this really cool pool. And these people started, okay, we were all in the jacuzzi and these people started talking about their birthing tub. And like this, the man actually was really proud of his wife for giving birth at home. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And then we met someone at a wedding that gave birth at home. And then like I was at, um, a, um, I was babysitting and I was at a friend's house and she gave birth at home. And it was like all these like really positive birth experiences. And then like other people I talked to had hospital experiences where they were like, oh, I didn't get to say what I wanted. The doctors wouldn't let me do this. I wanted to do this, but they did that, which maybe it was just what I was hearing. But I was like, I like to do what I want. Like, I'm not I mean, a- I, I agree with you with because after I gave birth to my son, I didn't have a nice doctor and yeah. he gave me um, I had to get stitches and um, I it was a bad experience getting those stitches. Let's just say that my mom. Shout out to the G Laura. Um, she <laughs> almost beat up my <laughs> doctor because he was pushed me down onto the onto the bed and um, get started. Uh, oh my god, that I feel yes, it. I feel and it. just started putting in the stitches. <gasps> he didn't numb you. I don't know if he numbed me or not. I was just it was bad, and <laughs> oh. he just started. I could feel like the stitch going into my skin, <gasps> and so um, and he just said. Uh, get down relax and like yelled at me yeah so I totally get like doing it at home in the sense of like you have that freedom so I get that yeah well that's the thing I'm like I kind of and like one of those I like to do things in my own way I like to do things you know and someone I don't know I I just like I guess I I just felt more drawn to home birth than I did hospital birth because I've never really been in a hospital so it was like I'll try to have my baby at home and I try. I went to a hospital a doctor visit, an OB to deliver the baby, and they spent like 15 minutes with me. And it was like I waited two hours in the office, and then I went to the midwife appointment, and she spent like 45 minutes with me talking. And well, that's good. I mean, it's whoever you vibe with. It's whoever. So that's just what I was drawn to. You know, I'm not saying everybody should have a home birth because not everybody is able to because of high risk situations and because maybe they just don't feel comfortable at home. But I, you know, that's what I was drawn to. So 
I did it. And, um, my first baby was really long. And, um, when she, we, I pushed for an hour, my husband and the midwife assistant were holding my knees up and I pushed her out on my bed. And, um, do you the, still have that bed? Yeah, we still have the bed. That's actually, awesome. we st- yeah. So, and then, um, we, st- we don't have the, um, the, the frame because it was like a linen frame and they broke my water and the wa- the, the stain from the water got onto the linen and never went away. <laughs> Actually, we sold it. So some woman has it. She bought it. I don't know. Oh. If, so I don't know what she thinks that stain is, but, um, it's beautiful. It's, um, it's amniotic love. fluid. It's family. So, um, so yeah, so she, um, so there was that. And then it was weird because the labor was so long. I was going delirious. And in the middle of the night, I kept seeing my Tata Lolo, my grandpa who Aww, passed away. I, love I kept Tata seeing Lolo. his face screaming in the mountains saying, you're an Aztec warrior. You're an Aztec warrior. Because he would always talk about that. And he so he was like a strong man. I love Tata Lolo. It, it, it was, was so cute. It was weird that I saw him when I was delirious because he kept telling Aww. me like, Mia, you're a strong, you're an Aztec warrior. It was like, I wasn't even thinking about him. He just kept <laughs> popping into my head and I was like I'm an Aztec warrior I'm an Aztec warrior so <laughs> there was that was lakes it was very long and then Violet um my I was like I thought I didn't think my water was gonna break because it didn't break before um we were walking the dog in the morning and it's just and all of a sudden I feel like trickling down my leg oh and all of a sudden like my socks were getting wet and my husband was like stopped to talk to this dude about like what kind of dog he had. He was like, Hey man, what kind of dog is that? And I was like, David, we have to go. I have, I'm like have amniotic fluid in my socks. So we, I was like, am I peeing? Am I leaking? And I, we went to the midwife and she was like, yeah, you'll probably have the baby tonight. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to have the baby tonight. And they didn't have contractions for like six, eight hours. And then I started having contractions and they were like, you know, they were consistent and they didn't become really intense until like three hours into it. And then like two hours later, the baby was born and I didn't even have to think to push. I was like, like I was in the bathroom standing up and I just said, she's coming. And I felt like I was being born. Like I could see inside myself and I like could see her coming out. Like I was like in tune with her and I just knew she was coming. I didn't have to push or anybody had to, nobody had to tell me to push. And she was just born um, while I was standing up with one leg on um, my daughter's little butterfly stool, one leg on the ground. She was born in our bathroom. So, yeah. But it was, oh my gosh. <laughs> those are my the first video stories. is amazing. I do have the video. And you realize how strong mothers really are yeah. and how much we really do from the minute we give birth to our children, how strong we are and Even everybody carrying them we're, everybody we're comes into the world differently different different it, it doesn't it's like you know we'll have people on the show that they had c-sections people that had emergency c-sections people that adopted We'll you know? even have people who've had children in other countries we've had people who uh we'll have dads who dads are outside how, the experience and they get to tell us what they feel about giving birth um, and we want you guys to tell us about your birth experiences because everybody's had a different birth experience and, and we, a lot of us feel judged. Like yes, no matter what, it's like so much pressure being a mom. What are and, you supposed to do? It's like, if you get a natural birth, you're bad. If you have an epidural, you're bad. If you have a C-section, you're bad. It's like, you're always bad. It's like, someone's always going to be saying like, no, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It's you like, put your baby at risk. 
Yeah. No matter what, you put them at risk because you know what? Life is hard. We're all at risk. Okay. And we're never going to know the right way because none of us are perfect. It's just kind of an experiment. It's like, let's do our best and see how these people turn out. And like sometimes Lake does like amazing things as a two-year-old. And I'm like, I didn't teach her that. She did that on her own. (laughs) You know? Well, that's like I think. Okay. So this is another fun fact. Uh, My son, which is my baby, my youngest. He was born 10 years before Yuki Lin's oldest daughter was born on the same exact date. September 18th. Yes. 10 years apart from each other. So and like I think my son is a genius. Like I he's very, very intelligent. He plays band. He's a computer um, programmer. He can do all kinds of things. And Lake, she's like a little genius, too. And I just think that there's some like weird connection between me and my best friend having babies exactly 10 years apart. And then both of our children being like, I mean, but we're moms. So, of course, we always think your kid is the smartest kid on the block. But (laughs) I really do feel like I really do. I do feel like that. I'm like, yeah, my daughter, my older daughter, she's got Yuki Lin's spirit though she has yeah don't tell me what to do yeah don't tell me what to do but she has so much spirit and then the baby Yuki Lin's youngest baby she I just love her I think she's like oh me she's like so cuddly. she's chunky like me like her tia and she is cute and she just likes to like laugh and have fun and she's such a bubbly spirit I love her and I have to give one more I have to say shout out to my sister Brittany when I was doing um natural birth at home I don't know She's, she's there awesome. both times. Yeah. She was there both times. And like my husband was awesome, but I couldn't have done it without her. She, yeah. I said, hashtag Brittany McElveen's my epidural. <laughs> <laughs> no. And how about AKA Brittany was the one that kept me knowing what was going on with you because I freaked out. She went MIA on me for like three days and I didn't know what was going oh, yeah. on. What it was. Happening. Alicia was like, why did she have a home birth? I didn't know what, but I knew she was okay. But uh, Brittany reached out to me when Lake was born and then Brittany also let me know after Violet was born that but Violet came so much faster so fast and Brittany was like filmed was holding my hand well I was probably broke her hand and she was filming Violet coming out I know I, she, I, she, I, I was she, I, yeah we won't share it with I, you but it's just I amazing mean, it would amazing be like to a see lot somebody noise give birth. I don't know people yeah. have birth and don't scream People we'll have someone we'll have people on the show that have birth that way where they go in the hypno babies or hypno birthing or whatever meditation. They don't scream. I screamed. There's some religions that they're not allowed to make any noise because you can't bring your child in chaos. I'm Puerto Rican and I'm chaotic. (laughs) Yeah. So I I'm pretty sure everybody in the hospital heard me give birth, at least to my son. My daughter, mm, believe it or not, uh, I don't think I made as much noise. But to my son, I felt like my whole spirit was ripping out of me. So if you're one of those moms, hey, big ups. Sometimes you just got to yell it out. So we had babies at different ages. And there's such a, like, dispute on what's the best age to have a baby. Right. Don't you have an article about it? I do. It's called, (laughs) it's called, what's the best age to have a baby? That's posted in um, Psychology Today. And they have actual facts on um, what is the best age for you, health wise, and for your baby to have a baby. And these are, yes, these are like statistics and studies, but, you know, I don't know. There's also opinions and experience. So I think 
they say here that women in their 20s are least likely to have developed chronic health problems that would put them or their babies at risk. And they have the lowest rates of miscarriage, ectopic pregnancies, I don't know if I said that right, Um, stillbirth and infertility. And then it says um, another, so on the, what do you think about that, Vanessa, having babies in your 20s? Um, I agree. Did you feel healthier? I do. I did. I did. I felt really, um, I think I was so young. I didn't even know that I wasn't going to be healthy or that I wasn't healthy. Like I just was living, you know, I was young. I I was healthy. I really was. I was thin or I was, um, full of energy still. So, but my pregnancies did, they did put a toll on my body, but I, I think it would have been a lot harder now to go through a pregnancy than it was in my twenties. I was 22 when I was pregnant and then 23 when I was pregnant. So I was very early twenties and I felt, I felt okay. Yeah. You felt you, you recovered quickly. Um, I recovered definitely quickly after the first. The second one took more time. Do you hear me being burpy? Did you hear that? I'm like, the kombucha kind of making me burpy. I'm like, am I, is this like, am I, am I just feeling this or is it coming out? It's um probably that vinegar. I, I just, I drank it. I, didn't think I, was, right I thought now. I was just going to sip it. I like drank the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So. She's feeling herself right now. They, um, but they, um, <laughs> they, okay. So they also, this is, this is a true thing. It says that, um, Humans mature reproductively about a decade before Americans mature socially. Like, so your body is telling you, I'm ready to have a baby in your late teens and early 20s, but you're still doing stupid stuff. My body did tell me that. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) My body told me to do some things that got me pregnant. So it's like, oh, okay. When people say like, oh my God, you're so stupid for having babies young and like, it's like I your mean, body is telling you. Like, I have friends. I know women who had children in their very early teens, like 14, oh, 15. Wow. Yeah. I have a friend who had, a, uh, she has about five daughters now. And she had her first, I believe, when she was 15 years old. So I don't know how that birth experience is, but I mean, if there's women out there that gave birth in their early teens, I mean, I don't know. Is that a good idea to have a child that young? Well, they say right here, you can also define best as meaning the best chance for the health of the infant rather than the health of the pregnancy, health of the pregnancy itself. With that, with that definition, one California study concluded the best age for first birth in terms of lowest rates of birth defects is 26. Mm. So... We didn't okay. listen. Yeah, I mean we, that we that both. would pro- I get, that makes sense because twenty six is like it is. I think because maybe, I think for women, I mean, when do you feel like you became mature enough or in your life? Well, well, that's like right after your frontal lobes develop, right? It's twenty six, so maybe oh, like you're maybe taking that's care of what it is. Because I feel like I was mature when I was twenty five, even though I was already a mother of two and married for uh, three years. I finally felt mature. Yeah, you feel like I, like a light went on. You're like, yeah, oh, on my that twenty, makes sense. like when I was twenty five, I would say, all right, I'm a mother, I'm a woman, but I had already been a mom and a, and, and a wife for a couple years at that point. And they said, or the best age, um, the best outcome for mothers, long term health can be older still those who reported the best health overall in middle or old age had their first babies at 30 those with the fewest aches and pains and the fewest chronic diseases had them average at 34 so see that's your age so how do you feel being pregnant at 30 
34. <sighs> How was it? Well, you know what? The second, my second pregnancy, I had sciatic pain most of the time. Like literally most of the time. I don't know if it's because we got in a car accident mm. or because it was harder in my body the second time, but it was like at the first pregnancy, I had sciatic pain at the end and not all the time. The second pregnancy, I had sciatic pain most of the time. I you just, seem so at one with your body when you were pregnant the first time. I, I did. Was, I was so happy. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to tell you now, I felt so jealous. Like, I <sighs> wish that I had been that loving and, and into myself, my body, oh my God. like you were. I felt like I pregnant. was a goddess. I, you were, and you did. You <laughs> look like a goddess. And I wasn't like, I, I was... I was heavier than I normally am when I got pregnant. So when I got pregnant, I was like bigger than I'd ever been. And I felt like I was just the boss, beautiful goddess. I mean, everybody <laughs> saw her belly, like the mailman, like the I people at the corner it. store. Oh my God. Like I was she like, was just free and she had a pool and she was swimming. Oh my God. I jumped in the pool naked and tried to take Alanis Morissette pictures. <laughs> They didn't look the same. That's how you know what era we grew up in. Because Alanis Morissette was life to us I when know, we were like in life. seventh and eighth I grade. It's like she said everything I was thinking because I'd been through so much when I was 13. Yeah. She knew everything. <laughs> you ought to know. I mean, that's kind of funny because she had this like big adult life and there's these 13 year olds screaming, you ought to know. Like, Okay, but I was totally looking up to Gwen Stefani when oh, I yeah, was like. you were way cooler She was me. like rebel she badass was. see that's just how you guys know what era we grew up in you know what i mean yeah can you relate yeah they so they um and then they said okay current health chronic illness but still okay they oh, i just read that i was rereading what i read all right and then um okay so they concluded that women who had babies after 35 had higher blood pressure higher blood glucose poor health as assessed by physician and poor mobility later than women had their babies before 35 so i'm starting to notice though that a lot of women are waiting until their late 30s to have children because they want to have their life established um they want to have a home they want to be married they want to be in the right place in their life but i don't know if i would wait until after i was 35 i mean i'm 36 now and I don't want to have any more children. You know, so I've seen people because the people that I grew up with, a lot of people had babies in their 20s. But since I moved to Los Angeles, most people I know have had babies in their late 30s, early Mm -hmm. 40s. And some of them are really healthy, like walk all the time, don't eat a lot of meat, like just like very healthy in, in their late 30s, early 40s, way healthier than I was when I was in my 20s eating like chili cheese fries all the time. Shout out to chili cheese fries. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it just depends on, it it really does depend on yourself. I think my question is, and the question that I want to ask everybody is, what age do you feel is good for yourself? Like for me, culturally, um, my cousins, my aunts, um, the women in my family all became mothers at a younger age, mm-hmm. you know, I'm Hispanic, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. Um, and my grandmother gave birth young. I want to say she was in her late teens. Um, and then I know that my aunts as well started giving birth in their late teens and my cousins, my older cousins, a lot of them had children very early, like I had a cousin that she went with her daughter to Vegas this weekend to celebrate her 21st. This is for her second daughter. 
Um, her older daughter's 23. Her second one's 21. My cousin looks like she's 26. And you know what I mean? But she yeah. she had children early in, in life. And in my family, that's what we do. We have yeah. children earlier on. Other people, they feel like, you know, other cultures, they wait till later in life. Yeah. Um, it also depends on the region where you live. Yeah. Like L.A. people, they seem to wait till yeah. later. Yeah. You know, um, people in the South. Shout out to my homegirl, Alicia, in the South, uh, Tennessee. Um, how long do they wait to have children? I, she, you know, she's different. There's different. Yeah, how Alicia's a boss. She's like hard she working is a boss. boss. Yeah. yeah. She went to college. She did it all right. She did it all the way right. <laughs> and they, um, you know, yeah, it just like depends. I think maybe in the grand scheme of things, maybe health wise for the mother, it might be best ideally to ha- have babies young. Maybe. I don't know. But I guess what makes like, it right? Like it what makes that's it, the thing. I always feel like some people say, oh, I waited to have kids until I was in the right place in my life. It's What's never the right, right place it's in your life? Right. Like, what do you need to be and what do you need to do to make yourself be in the right place in life? Like, I know that at the time that I gave birth, I all I had was probably a hundred dollars in my account. I had a car that was breaking down and I lived in an apartment and I wouldn't say I'm any less of a good mom than a mother who owns a home and has a career and finished college and, you know, has herself established. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's never, I don't really feel like, is there ever a right time? Cause it's like when, when you finally do have the kids, it's like, Oh, I can't catch up. You know, yeah. I'm missing out. If I put my career first and I do all this stuff with my career, then my baby's missing me. If I spend all this time with my baby, then I'm not taking care of myself. You yeah. know? So it's like, just got to do what's right for you. And that's why we have the show is because two moms don't make a right. Yeah. Everyone does things differently and it's not right. It's not wrong. Well, sometimes it's wrong because there's like really bad things that happen in the news and stuff, but they, um, we don't need to talk about we don't that. Need to talk, we don't talk about negative for so, me uh, because I get sad about that. I know. So do I want to, I, I just want to beat up uh, every person that I, I hear that hits their kids it. and things like that. I'm not saying do not hit your children because sometimes your kids need a good little, you know, put back in place type of thing. But these women that I don't understand yeah. why they're even allowed to leave the hospital. I need to know what, I don't know. Well, I, yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't, so that's don't a whole know. nother topic, and which we're, we're going to get into that. We'll eventually. get into stuff like that, but we're not going to um, push our personal political or religious beliefs on anyone. I mean, Vanessa and I agree with things, but we also disagree with things. Yep. And this is not the show for that. This is the show to talk about how you mother, how you feel, how you feel and your experience and it's not all right. It's not all wrong. This is what we're trying to say. There is no wrongs except leaving your car, your kid in a car oh, yeah. <laughs> while you go into the store. <laughs> there know, are no wrongs yeah, yeah, at mothering yeah. except when you wrongs. put your ch- yeah. your child in danger. That's a wrong. But I'm talking about the style and the yeah. type of parenting that you do. The book you read or the book you don't read. Right. If you, I mean, there's some parents that think like they shouldn't take the shower with their child because it's not right. What? When I was mothering and I had to go to work, I got in that shower and held a baby in my arms and bathed them at the same time. Oh, yeah. So there's no wrongs, honestly. Everybody just has different styles. So we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to have guests on the show. We're going to ask them their experience with the mom. Um, We're going to talk about what we're drinking in the morning. Like this morning I drank kombucha 
and I have like these burps. I hope you guys don't hear them. I keep trying to blow them out the other way. I'm not lucky. <laughs> and then um, we also are talking about, we talked about our experience. We'll get into other people's experience and we'll go over an article and what they say about mothering. And then I want to share with you um, your weekly wheatgrass shot. But our why parents- are you doing the wheatgrass shots? Because I always am like hooked onto some like new um, health thing that's supposed Thank to. Thank you. I just would like for you guys to establish the yeah. point that Yuki Lin is so, we are so different in so many different ways, but we're so much alike. Well, so- I do like junk food and stuff like that, but oh my God, like I would love to eat chili cheese fries and cookie doughs all day, but I, I still try to like. Um, but she tries like concoctions. Yeah, Even before concoctions. we came in here, she was trying another new concoction. She's gave birth to her child in her home. She wears Crocs and Birkenstocks. I do. She's just a, like more at one with the earth where for me, Something healthy would be mm, drinking water during throughout the day and not a diet coke. Um, yeah, they. My husband says I try. I'm not a hippie because I'm too high strong, but like I try, I try. I get the hippie vibe. Um, they so so on that on our weekly wheatgrass shot. I want to talk about something. Okay, placenta pills. Those are something that some people believe are healthy and some people believe that they're BS. I personally didn't do it with my first baby because I was like, well, there's no evidence saying they do anything. But they also say that about herbal tea. And we all know that chamomile makes us feel relaxed. <laughs> so I didn't have my placenta freeze dried my first baby, but my, which was so big and beautiful. I should have. Oh my God. That <laughs> so, is so gross. <laughs> the I can't sec- lie. The se- I know. They just threw it away. I'm like, oh my God, I wasted my beautiful placenta. I don't even know what they did with mine at the hospital. They must have like a place where they throw all the placentas because oh they my- don't even give you an option. Oh my God. So they, um, so the second one I had the pills freeze. I had them turned into pills and freeze dried. And then I also had a placenta smoothie right that after I gave birth. That is so special you know I want to do though not at all you know though I um didn't have any postpartum depression with my second baby with my first baby I did I Mm. felt really dark and I was like I was like oh my god this sucks I feel so sad what why is it why am I not happy yet and then I it might have been placebo I might have just like recovered faster but I didn't have any postpartum with the second one and I mean it's been five months it might come up no I think it's usually pretty, pretty at the beginning because I, mean, I, I had it really bad with my son. Yeah. It's I like, had it. Um, and they try to give me, um, pills like Zoloft and all this stuff at the, at right after giving birth. Oh yeah. And I didn't take any medication. I chose not to not, nothing wrong with women that yeah. do decide I've, if that's what they yeah, need to do. I've, I was close to this, to taking it the, the first time and yeah. then it just kind of lifted kind of like lifted but I was like very close to taking you know what something. it is it's because a lot of women are ashamed to admit that oh, they yeah. that they could be depressed after giving birth to something so special it's 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 like a blissful depression because you're so happy but you're you feel so dark it feels so dark like it feels sometimes just overwhelming so that's what it is so I, I took the placenta pills and um you feel great. I feel great. So I think for me, it might have been placebo. It might it might have worked, but I did it. So, you know. And, and I didn't. <laughs> and I had postpartum depression. So maybe you are onto something. And and what um what what do you have for Vanessa? What's going on? Well, mine is what's trending right now. What are 
the kids. Just kidding. We feel like we're so old when we say that. No, what are what is everybody talking about yeah. right now on social media? Um, so I am I love social media. I am the kind of woman who watches every Real Housewife. Okay, I watch every season. I don't think I've seen any. I know Atlanta, New York, Orange County, Beverly Hills. I know all the ladies. I love it. I watch TMZ. I watch E-pop culture. I love it. That's like my little, I, w- I won't lie, that's like my little thing that Your I like to do. Pleasure. My little guilty pleasure. Okay. And my mom is the one that got me on it. And <laughs> I don't know. I grew up like that. So anyways, um, well, today I was just looking through my TMZ app and just to see what's going on today. And, you know, they keep talking about, and I think it's, it's like such a reality compared to, I mean, all of us women can understand how this Jessica Simpson is currently pregnant with her third baby. Um, I think it's a girl. They haven't really said, I, yeah, I think it is a girl. And um, she is having the worst pregnancy. Like, and as much as I hate to see that, I'm happy that they're speaking about real pregnancy in social media, because if you watch these Kardashians, they're wearing six, seven inch heels. Um, They have their hair, their glam. They they gain uh, 20 pounds and then they're 30 pounds lighter the minute they give uh, give birth to their children. They're they're always snatched and everything like they say. But Jessica Simpson is having a very tough pregnancy. She's so beautiful. I think she is. Um, she's been having really bad acid reflux. Um, she's been having really bad swollen feet, um, back pain, insomnia. I mean, it just, she's real. She's a real person. I love it. It does make you feel bad. Like when you, even though you're like, okay, it's just TV. It's, they're not real people. When you see someone even not in, um, in, in like pop culture, even like a person that just makes it look so easy mm-hmm. and like, oh, they lost all this weight and they, they didn't, they hardly gained any weight and they're still wearing heels. And, and every day after they have their baby, they still look good. Like the moms at the school when they go pick up their kids. Okay. Sorry. That was just me venting. They always, there's a whole bunch of moms at my kid's school and they just look or actually elementary because in junior high the parents don't even get out of the car like we just drive by and we just hope our kids jump inside the car and we keep driving but anyways the elementary school they all sit outside and they talk and they all look pretty and they maybe that's like their outing like that's what they do yeah like but they make it look so glamorous with their beautiful car seats and strollers and things like that and and i have my hair in a ponytail and i have on leggings oh yeah i'm wearing yeah leggings let's give a shout out to leggings (laughs) whoever invented them they should be getting a statue black leggings black that's the yes the colorful ones you're pushing it i actually like the colorful ones i don't i love them you don't have thighs like these that's why they um well yeah fyi we're both wearing black leggings and we didn't plan it it's just like um so yeah i think that um i think it's not fair and i think it's awesome that she's being honest and she's I think honesty, we just need more honesty. I mean, and she's been posting these pictures of her um, pregnancy, of her body, of, um, you know, all her hard times. And I love and respect the fact that she's doing that because she is making us, which I mean, everyday normal mothers feel like it isn't always easy to be pregnant or be a mom. No. And she's keeping it real. And I love that about her. Like, 
I am a Kardashian fan, won't lie, but the one thing that I wish that they would do is that they would show their, like the show shows them more on the real every day, but they like have this thing where they go in hiding after they give birth to their baby until they get back snatched. And then, and then they show up again and they're pushing their strollers with their babies. And it's hard. Like I, for one, I'm not a person that just loses weight when I breastfeed. It does not come off. It, I have to work really hard and wait and then finally I lose weight. I'm not, it does, it never falls off for me. So I just like want to say that too. It's like, if you have a baby and it's not coming off, you're not failing. It's just, this, that's just what it is. My kid is 12 and I still have baby weight. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that happens. I'm just kidding. And, and I just like, tell myself that. They, um, so, um, Vanessa, what are you listening to right now? What's on your playlist? Um, you know what? I, like I, like I said, I have teenagers. So my playlist is usually, well, it's not even my kids. Cause I think that I created my kids like in the sense of their, their culture, whatever yeah. they like. So I'm a big hip hop fan and, um, I'm currently listening to Mac Miller and his last CD. And, um, there's one song that he did with Anderson Pack, which I know you have no clue who I'm talking about. You see the blank look on my face. I yeah. can tell. <laughs> so Mac Miller was an amazing rapper who actually passed away last year, um, from, a, a drug overdose, mm. which is so sad because he was very, very talented, but he had, you know, his own demons. And, um, but. I'm listening to his CD and there's a song on it. It's called damn. And it uplifts me. It gets me pumped. It gets me excited. It's funny. It's like full of energy. And that's what I've been listening to on my drives. What are you listening to though? Um, you what know, soundtrack are you listening to? I'm listening to, I, so I like to read, but I, I can't read. Like I, it just doesn't happen. Like I don't have that much toilet time to read. You know what I mean? Like, cause you're a mother of young yeah. children. So I'm just Who like, reads when so you have kids? what I do is like when I'm walking the dog or running, I listen to audiobooks. And so right now, I <laughs> <laughs> listen what? to an audiobook in my life. It's awesome. It's awesome. You can just like, I um, listen to new CDs that come out and it's never when CDs? I'm walking. Ooh, 90s. <laughs> oh, you're right. I listen. Well, usually it still be like a soundtrack or oh, okay. a, yeah, something okay. that just dropped. Uh-huh. So they, um, no, but I'm listening to The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, which is a kind of an older book, but I like the way he breaks down in how to get what you want and achieve success. Um, it's and that's a little, awesome. It's a little self-helpy, but I, I like it. You know, when I was younger, I would be like, <laughs> I was so judgmental about self-help books, but I actually really like The Success Principles. It's really inspiring. He wrote Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul. <gasps> Not Teenage oh. I, I every read, soul every soul and so he writes but the books got a little bit crazy like they started to make te- like yeah. chicken soup for everything i know they're like <laughs> for dogs <laughs> for the goldfish soul <laughs> yeah. for, for people that have shoes yeah. they um no but so i love it i i uh, like he gives you like exercises like write down all your goals on index cards like visualize yourself being what you want to be and uh it's very inspiring and he talks about being young or old doesn't matter where you are in life doesn't matter how old you are you can get what you want if you stick to it and like even if you're mother or you're not a mother. Exactly. And I think being a mother has made me more motivated for things. Like because it's not just about me, you know? Oh yeah. If I give up, they give up. So I yeah. like it's very um inspiring and I love it and I'm not I'm about 
I'm about a quarter of the way through because you can listen to like one track at a time is mm-hmm. one principle and there are like 62 principles. So it's like you listen to one about like not giving up and visualizing and then you like digest it and then you listen to the next one. And it's just, it's really inspiring. I mean, with every self-help person, thing there's like people that come out and be like that person's a fraud you know which maybe they are in some ways but i'm just taking but i think anybody that wants to help somebody do better yeah is not a fraud no exactly i mean unless they have selfish intentions and that's totally different but i think if there's somebody that is writing something that they feel is going to help somebody is that really being a fraud or is that somebody just being a hater someone's being a hater yeah that's what it is people sometimes people don't like to see other people positive or happy you know that's the that's this world that we're living in right now why it's like i why if something feels good why not do it Right. Why, why not tell everybody else so that they could feel good? Yeah. So success principles on um, audiobook or uh, Mac, Miller, Mac Miller, his last CD, Fire, because um, he was so talented. Um, he was amazing. And most people that don't know who he is, he was Ariana Grande is one of her boyfriends. Uh, yeah. You know, I know boyfriend. that next like yeah. her new song that just came out. Yeah, my yeah, my daughter keeps me. Hit. I still think she's like a little girl. And she like, is like a little girl, but she's kind of like a hoochie little girl because she's had like 17 different boyfriends. She's like the, she's like Taylor Swift. Yeah, but you know what? At least they talk about it. At least they talk about They're it. I mean, who doesn't have 17 boyfriends when you're like 20 something? I mean, I guess unless you're having babies, but yeah, but she's like been engaged and stuff oh, to yeah. multiple people. Yeah. Yeah. They um. so I just want to um give a special thanks to my dad for helping me with the technical stuff when I couldn't figure out how to, um, I want to thank him too, because I don't know how to do nothing, but come over (laughs) here and talk. Well, that's, that's really all. That's all. That's all we like. I mean, I have ideas. I mean, I'm really good on the idea part, but thank you so much for helping us with this. And thank you to, um, my husband who took the crying baby out of the room. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank my father because, being a single mother, you guys understand you need a tribe to raise your children. So my dad, who went and picked up uh, my daughter from school because she had an accident and he had to go help her. Oh. So thanks. Shout out to grandpa for helping me out when I'm not there. And I want to thank California for being awesome. And we're out of the drought and it's sunny today. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys have any questions or anything you want to add, I mean, come on, we're new at this. We, this is just something we're doing for fun. This is something that we wanted to share with people because we love talking about life and being mothers and we always give each other advice and thoughts. We want to hear from what you guys mm-hmm. think and your guys's advice and how you guys feel about being mothers. And, um, if you guys can just just send us an email so we can maybe have some new topics, even if you guys want to be guests, things like that. Um, we have our email address is two moms don't make a right at gmail.com. And it's um, the, the number two, right? Yeah, two, like the number. And then moms don't make a right. And right is R I G H T. Okay, yeah, I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Her kids are still not in school, so she doesn't have to worry about spelling. They, um, and yeah, so I don't, we're going to try to keep this 30 minutes. I have no idea how long we've been talking for. Um, so if this is a little long, we're don't sorry. fret. It's going to be 30 minutes. We're going to time it next time. I didn't do that. We're so. just getting... We're getting our we're getting our footing. So be patient. We are two moms who don't make a right. We are trying to tell other moms that you're okay. You're trying your best. None of us do it right. We're all just trying to raise good humans in this world. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. If we were just like like 
listen to like good music and like good books and like be nice to people be nice to people that's the hardest part i think these days well this has been fun but we have to go we'll see you guys next time what do you have to go do what do you have to go do i gotta go pick up these kids from school just go pick up the kids and i probably have to make dinner and i have to see who has practice tonight and um hopefully what do you have to do well my i think you probably have a diaper to go change. I have a diaper to go change. I don't know if I can say this, but my boobs are getting hard and I have to breastfeed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can I say I that? I mean, that keep, yeah, two moms, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, that's keeping it 100. So I have to, I have to go breastfeed. She has to go pick up the kids and tune in next time when we'll interview a really cool mom or dad mm-hmm. who has a different experience than us. And we're really excited to share all this time with you guys. Talk to you guys later. All right. See you later. Bye. Have a good day.